make sure we're on here. Check. We're good. We're good. Good to see y'all. For those in the house and those online, glad you're here. My name is Duane. Sometimes I overemphasize my name. It's like, is that really how you say your name? It's Duane. Is the other Duane here? Duane Sharp? My other Duane. There's, there's two Duanes. D-U-A-N-E. Good to be here. You know, when uh, pastors, teachers, like, announce a new sermon series, they always say, I'm so excited about our next sermon series, right? I mean, if you had a dollar for every time a pastor or preacher says, I'm so excited about our next sermon series, we'd all be rich, right? Well, I am excited. There's another dollar for everybody. I am excited about this sermon series. But I know... I know that a lot of you are probably wondering, hmm, a sermon series about prayer and a small group about prayer. I'm not so, so excited about that. In fact, I'm a little bit nervous about that. Now, I could be wrong, uh, but I think the subject of prayer is a little bit odd for us as Christians. It's, it's kind of like flossing. You go to the dentist, it's like, have you been flossing? You say, yeah. It's like, no, <laughs> right? <laughs> It's like you know the right answer. When you go to the dentist, have you been flossing? You know the right answer. Have you been praying? The pastor says, have you been praying? Oh, yes, pastor, I've been praying. Not so much, right? It's kind of embarrassing. It's like I know I should floss. I don't floss. I know I should pray. I don't pray. So my goal is, is over the six weeks, and this is the only time I'll be speaking, but my goal today is just to kind of help you do three things as I've written some small group material. If you're in a small group, so that's my first goal, I would love for you to be in a small group at least for the next six weeks. Give it a try, right? If it's no good, you can gracefully exit because it's going to be over. Sayonara, nice being with you for six weeks. Don't want to be with you for seven weeks, but six weeks was okay, right? Give it a try. It's easy in, easy out. As Sean said, we've got one right in this room that will start at like an hour from now. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, it's not hard. Then we've got groups all throughout the week. Some are in person, some are on Zoom. It's like we try to open up the doors as wide as possible so that no matter how busy your schedule is, you can get in. So goal number one, get in a group. Number two, I would love to see everyone actually begin to enjoy their quiet time, their prayer time, their personal time with God. Oh my gosh. If, listen, <laughs> we do what we enjoy, right? <laughs> if, if something's fun, people can't keep you away from doing it. Yes? Somebody say yes. <laughs> say, Dwayne, that's right. All right, that is true. If you want something, you're going to do it. I think when we really can turn the corner and it's like, I don't like my time with God, you're going to do it. It's not going to be like a box you check because it's my spiritual discipline to pray. Do you know what happens when you've got disciplines to do, right? Disciplines, yeah, you, you, you got to do them, but they're not fun. You do what's fun. And then the third thing is, um, I would love to see people, maybe for the first time, they've never prayed out loud in front of people. That would be a win for me. 
you're in a group, you're having fun talking to your Heavenly Father, and you actually have this breakthrough moment where it's like, I cannot believe this. I was with a group of other Christians and I actually prayed out loud. Now, one of these days, and I, I told myself I wouldn't do this, just talking off script like this, but one of these days, I'm gonna get one of these programs that Terry or Jason can put on the screen and everybody can bring up their phone and I can say, how many of you honestly enjoy prayer? And you can click a button and say yes or no anonymously and then immediately it'll be on the screen so we can actually get some live feedback. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's do that. Terry, Jason, are you on that? Terry's, Terry immediately said, I can do that. Because I'd like to have a conversation. So my first little segue here is my lovely wife, Connie, is here. Connie, say hi. So I was writing this, see, I hope I didn't forget anything here. One thing, Let me talk about prayer just as a definition for a moment, okay? What is prayer? I think the best word is conversation. So I wrote some small group material and I used the word conversation and as Connie was, it's good to see y'all, it's good to see you. As Connie was reading it, and proofing it for me to make sure what's going on in this head is worth, <laughs> like, yeah, that makes sense, Dwayne. Are, are other spouses, are you like that for your spouse? <laughs> Run this by me to make sure <laughs> I'm not in la-la land, right? We do that for each other. And she said, I think you need to explain conversation, that it's two-way. And I was like, well, doesn't that what a conversation means? It's like, well, people don't get that. So when I used to do marriage counseling, I used to give the couples um, one piece of flooring, piece of flooring. And I would say to learn the art of conversation, only one person at a time has the floor. Get it, dad joke, pun intended. I've got the floor. And if Connie had the floor in that moment when we were in counseling, and I would want to say something and what would the counselor say? Time out, you don't have the floor, right? Conversation is kind of like that, but it's also a little bit like, honey, how are you doing today? All right. So something like that to realize there's an exchange of information and I'm kind of listening, what's her answer? That's what, can you, that's what prayer, let, let's dumb it down here because prayer is like, it's just a weird word to me. It's, it's a, are, you with, are you with me? It's like a, a religious word, but how do I do it? It's designed to be a two-way conversation. Now, typically what we do when we're talking to God is, honey, you are awesome. You are great. Uh, I'm so thankful for you. Uh, oh, by the way, by the way, uh, listen, um, I'm really going through a hard time, I'm worried. Oh, by the way, um, I'm not gonna be able to. And we go off our way, right? It's really like a one-way, God, I'm gonna praise you and I'm gonna thank you. In fact, there are all kinds of acronyms, four-step, five-step, seven-step for prayer. The problem is, it's like, it's just woo, 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 woo. And we've never really thought, what is it like to hear from God? So. 
Our first slide, Terry, is uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 1. And prior to this prayer we call the Lord's Prayer, the disciples came to Jesus and said, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Now, I have a funny feeling that they noticed the way that Jesus prayed was probably different than anybody they had seen pray before. I've got a feeling, I'm, I have a weird sense of humor, but it's like Jesus, the Son of God, the incarnate expression of God is talking to God. It's kind of like talking to yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm being funny there. But it's like it was very natural for the Son to speak to the Father in a very conversant way, in listening to one another. We get that, right? And the disciples, disciples like, we want to learn how to pray like you do. John taught his disciples how to pray. Now we want to learn how to pray. And then slide number two, we have this, the Lord's Prayer. This is probably one of the most famous scriptures, I would say. If you're a part of a mainline expression for worship, like we do in the traditional, we say this every week, correct? You recite it. It's a, it's a memorized kind of prayer. We're going to look at the first verse, verse 9 today, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And that's how we're going to spend the next whatever minutes together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, I think it's kind of interesting that of all of the terms, this term father, I think, is really an important key to understanding how to relate to God. He is our father. Now, the third slide, there are lots of descriptors that God uses for himself in the Bible. We're aware of this, right? It's like God saying, gosh, I'm so, I'm so big and complex and multifaceted like a diamond. Like you can look at me from a different angle in your life or a certain, certain time in your life and I'm like this, I'm like this, I'm like this, right? It's, it's never ending, correct? Uh, the next slide. Oh, did I give you that slide? Oh, those are really good slides. <laughs> oh, I see, they're one at a time. Thank you, Terry, that's my bad. I expected them all to be up there, so my bad. User error on this part. Terry's doing an awesome job. So he is our husband. That's a beautiful one. I love that one. God is like our husband. Wow, I didn't know that. He is our Lord. We're very familiar with that terminology, right? Leviticus 11.44. And then he's our shepherd. All of that makes sense. But I think this term for the sake of our becoming fearless in our prayers, I think this idea of Father is really important. Slide number four, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let's stop for just a second here. I've paid attention to psychology and counseling a lot through my life. I think they say that most people who become a counselor psychologist, they were messed up, and that's why they they saw that field. Have you heard that before? Like, like, I'm so messed up, I need to go to school to figure out. And then along the way, maybe I can help somebody else. 
Um, I know that from reading psychology and stuff like that, that if your relationship with your earthly father is not the best, your relationship with your heavenly father is going to be impacted by that earthly relationship. It's not a great term. Common sense probably says that to everyone. Yeah, that's probably how it is. Yes, you get that? Somebody say, Dwayne, that makes sense. Thank you. Th that makes sense. I happen to be one of those that didn't have the best of fathers. I've said this before in this group before. I didn't have the best of fathers, and as a result, it was hard for me to learn how to relate to God as a father. It wasn't the best word. Now, you could imagine, you know, within the grand scheme of fathering, and there could even be somebody in the room today that your father was mean and abusive, and now, in the multifaceted understanding of our relationship with God, we use the word father, and we're just now coming to know this heavenly expression, of, and, and our father's not that good. It's a struggle. So, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. What I often do is flip it for you who are now parents, even though your relationship maybe with your mother or father wasn't the greatest, now you're a parent and you understand the heart of a good and caring parent and it's like, oh, I get now what it's supposed to be like. I, I didn't get it on the receiving end, but now as a parent, I understand that, yes? I understand the beauty of that relationship even though I may not have been on the receiving end, yes? So it's a beautiful, beautiful idea. Our Father in heaven. And then there's this phrase, hallowed be your name. Okay, hallowed's an odd term for me. Slide number five, basically, hallowed is the, the verb form of holy. And so we might read it, let your name be honored as holy. Now, even the word holy, I think we probably should spend some time defining that, and then throughout this, we'll try to do that. But the idea is that as we think about this heavenly father, he is something called holy. He is completely different, and I love the music today. Sean, where are you? Oh my gosh, that I was holding back the tears on just saying that God is so good over and over. It was so good. Did anybody else <laughs> sense something Ashley did? There was something really beautiful, it felt like, for the entire room just to acknowledge God's goodness. It's so, 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 so good. So we don't have a earthly daddy who's vulnerable to all kinds of things. We have a heavenly father, a heavenly daddy, that is separate from all of that, and he is good all the time. Let's say that. Let's say that together. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. That's, that's what that song is. God is so good. Yeah? Beautiful. All right. So I want to uh, bring together the tension between our Heavenly Father and the holiness because the picture of tenderness and closeness of a father and a daddy, for me, evokes two different emotions, that and holiness. 
And I chose a verse from the Old Testament, Exodus chapter chapter 3, verses 2 through 5. You'll know this. The angel of the Lord appeared to him, that's Moses, in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, (laughs) where's that voice coming from, right? Here I am. Then God says, do not come any closer. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Now, if I was in Moses' sandals, right? If I was in Moses' sandals and I'm seeing this fire, it should be consuming the bush. That's what fires normally do, yes? But this one is different. This is a different kind of fire and there's a voice coming from the fire. Now, the last time I had a little fire, there was no voice coming from the fire. That is unusual, yes? Okay, the whole thing about taking off your shoes is I think this sense that this space now, because I am here, is so special, you just don't come any old way you want to, right? Isn't that how we all interpret that story? If we were in Moses' place, there would be a sense of awe, of wonder, like this being that's speaking to me is different than anyone else. Yes, are you with me? And yet, when we think of the term father and this tenderness even of of Abba, father, daddy, there's something of very coming close, coming near. How do we reconcile those two things? Yes, I think that's really important. Here's what I've lear- learned. So uh, there's, a, there's a saying, I, I consider myself kind of like a spiritual life coach. And they say that those who can do, those who can't coach. Have you heard that before? <laughs> yeah. I believe that Jesus was both a doer and a coach. That, that's my goal. I wanna be a doer and a coach. What I've learned as a doer and a coach, doing it myself, getting better, 1% better, I say. I think I'm gonna add the line 1% better each day. Leo, do you think that's a good, each day? Like after three years, I don't want you to be 1% better. Charlie, (laughs) I I love picking on Charlie, if, Charlie. Charlie, if if Connie wasn't here, I would have been throwing the balls to you and I wouldn't have given you any prep. (laughs) It was just gonna happen, dude. Where was I? What was I talking about? 1% better, better. yes. Yeah. (sighs) A lot of people, I think, in being, this is my story, because my God, my dad was so stern. You know, one of my memories, how are we doing on time? I got to get going. 
I think more of my father's sternness than tenderness without his story. Let me just say that. And so when I relate to God, this idea of staying, keeping my distance makes more sense than coming close. Now, if in prayer you see God as one that you need to maintain your distance, that's a problem. If that's what holiness means to you, that I need to stay away, that's not helpful. Okay? Later in Moses' life, Exodus 33, 30 chapters later, 9 through 11. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance. And while the Lord, while the Lord spoke with Moses, whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshiped, each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord, listen to this, what a difference. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. What a difference. Chapter 3, chapter 33. A lot has transpired. Moses would spend so much time in this face-to-face. We're told on one occasion his face was radiant. It was radiant. It was so bright, it scared the people. He was FaceTime, getting so much FaceTime. He was getting so much FaceTime that the light and brilliance and heat and presence of God was reflected from his face. Amazing? Wow. Holiness embraced in the very body of Moses. What a great picture. So this journey is all about how do I get to that place where my conversation with God is like going to this tent where I enjoy receiving some of this energy from God, some of this love from God, that it changes me from the inside out. That's what, this is what this journey is all about. And I really think this is important to do together. So if we stay with the fire analogy, we know that if we have kind of all the coals, the embers, the pieces of whatever together, feeding off of one another's heat, there's something special about that. If you separate one of those coals apart from the group, what happens? It dies. It, it's, it's very easy to try to do this thing on your own, but I would suggest that your heat your flame is going to be less if you're outside of a group. Now, you need to find a hot group, <laughs> right? It's good to be in a hot group. It's good to be in a group. There's power when we talk with our dad and siblings together. This will be my last little story. Uh, slide number eight. We learn more about each other, yes. Our faith siblings help us see dad from different perspectives. I love when I'm praying in a group with other people because I get to see how you see dad. How you see dad. Oh, you see dad differently. I like that. 
you just encouraged me the way that you see that. Dad told you that this week. I'd love to hear that. Our, I'd love to go at least once a year for a week with my extended family. Now I have two adult adult children and an emerging adult daughter, and we're all together talking with each other. And I get to hear my siblings, excuse me, my kids going back and forth as siblings talking. They get to hear how each other talks to me. I'm making this very earthy because this is how, this is how it works with us. Our daddy, as papa, when we all get together, I love it when my kids, how many of you parents love it when your kids get along? Say amen. 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 It's no fun when they're fighting, correct? Say amen. amen. That's no fun. God loves it when we get along and we love each other. And he loves it when one, one of his kids says, man, God really rocked it this week. Daddy really rocked it this week for me. Another one says, oh, yeah, really? And he sees one of his kids encouraging another one of the kids. And God's like, well, thank you. You just took one of my to-dos off my list. <laughs> thank you. Yeah? That's what it's like when you're in a group. It, it really is. All right, let's, uh, we've got some people who did a video for us. We're going to roll it. You'll probably know some of these people, but they're going to tell you what it's like for them to be in a group, and maybe this will kind of speak to you. So let's roll that video if you've got that, please. <laughs> And I was hesitant to ever be in a small group is I don't like to open up. I don't like to you know, talk about me anybody, let alone a group of people. So there's always that hesitation. I was afraid that people were super churchy, you know, and, and know all this Bible stuff that I didn't know. I was worried about um, not doing whatever homework there would be or um, getting there late. always had other things to do that I felt like, you know, that was kind of, I hate to say it, but more important. Um, we all live busy lives and trying to find the time is a little difficult. I think for me it's kind of, um, kind of like tithing. It seems very insurmountable until you just say you're going to do it. And once you start doing it, then it just becomes that regular rhythm. And True. Once you make the the commitment it's not all that hard to do but it's hard to get to that commitment point also for me um, initially it was um, what day will work for me because I work five days a week and there's only one day where um, I can get to a small group when groups get very academic for me that's hard and and I'm much more now at the point in my faith journey where I need the relational aspect of how it's not the book and the knowing the Bible. That's what it was early on in my journey and now it feels much more like I want I want more. I want to know Jesus and not stop at knowing about Jesus. 
to me, is really that experiential thing of where you are with God and what is God saying to you and how that impacts your life. The relational part, um, I look at the small group as being my family. I would hope that would grow to that because um, I don't have a lot of family in the Cincinnati area. And so that gives me a family to be with. But with small group, it really, really taught me how to walk and listen to God and hear what God is telling me and then being faithful to do those things. And uh, with the couple groups that I've participated in, it all focuses around you know, your relationship with God and your walk with God and learning to listen and discern and, and hear what he's saying and act on that. Yeah, being able to take it to action and the boldness that comes with that because there's risk when you're in a group of being vulnerable, of speaking out, of praying out loud. Oh my gosh, that was the worst for me to, to get to the point where, because I'm just, I grew up very private, my own personal, and to share that in a community, it was a powerful step forward in not only my relationship with Jesus, but my relationship with other believers. I also started with Huddle and I really enjoyed the um, growth with my group. Um, enjoyed the care um, from each, and I felt uplifted. It, seemed, it was a very safe environment. job those guys so really find a group attend the group and uh, learn more about our father god and your church family siblings that's uh, the challenge over the next few weeks i'd love to just bless you uh, before we go out tonight is that okay or just this morning yeah let's pray father thank you Yes.